gentlemen, welcome to the IBHM podcast. I'm your host, Arizona Verse. With me, my dude, Dick Papo. What's happening? I'm black, he's Mexican. Yes, and now that we got that out of the way, welcome to our show. It is a podcast about nothing in particular. Uh, today we're going to discuss some technology, some music news, uh, some current events. But before all of that, if you want to talk to us, our email is I'mBlackHe'sMexican at gmail.com. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, just search I'm Black, He's Mexican. You can head over to the website, ibhmpodcast.weebly.com. There you can find all of our social media links. Uh, you can vote in our polls that pop up after every show. You can support our lovely dedications. And um, if you want to hit me up, your boy, Arizona Verse, my main source of social media fuckery is Tumblr. And you can find that page at a different state of black.tumblr.com. If you want to holler at Dick Popo, his main source of social media fuckery is at soapopo.com. I'll be on that Instagram shit. Instagram. At soapopo, S O U L P A P O. Yes, sir. So uh, come fucks with us, man. And uh, we're going to start this show out with uh, a quick shout out to LifestyleWeekend.com. Now, that is your people, right? So uh, let the people, let them know uh, about LifestyleWeekend.com. Yeah. Uh, well, quick shout out. To, and I, and oh. I'm, never, I'm never too sure on whether we give the government name or we give our <laughs> stage name. Uh, this man, uh, talented cat, uh, producer, entrepreneur. Uh, we'll just call him DJ Sin. Yeah, he has this thing going. I think last in September they did a model competition, runway battle sort of thing. Uh, this October 20th, there's some, some, some sort of inferno hair show battle. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a bunch of sisters going wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, November 30th, or I'm sorry, November 3rd, they're doing some kind of major label showcase where they're going to have contestants kind of, I guess, apparently kind of talk to, you know, shop with A&Rs. Okay. So, you know, we got to we gotta take our mix <coughs> out there and try to, you know, get yes, sir. it. Yes, sir. Uh, AZ stand up. Yeah, but shout out to them because I'm hoping that we'll have, uh, be able to do some after party things for yeah. Uh, a couple major label artists that we'll announce later on, depending uh, if we if we get our foot in that. If they like us enough, which yeah. they should, because I'm your peoples, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be real rude if you don't. But we'll see. You dig? We grinding. Yeah. We grinding. So uh, real quick, our Facebook fan page, which you can find at facebook.com/ibhmpodcast. We got a couple new likes I found, uh, so we want to give a quick shout out to them, uh, Stella Cerna Guzman. Uh, Casey Burns, aka Progress, which uh, me and Progress go back to my nonstop promotion days back in 06 when I was grinding real hard on the music thing. And uh, nonstop promotion was a very adequate name for our promotion company because we were doing like three fucking shows a week. Like, we was grinding real hard. So I got a quick shout out to uh, Progress. And uh, last new Facebook like Sarah Diane, which. Uh, uh, remember that name folks that uh, probably we're going to have her on the show we're hoping in uh, beginning of December once we go live and we have the video and uh, let people see our lovely faces oh the, the mother yeah oh, oh so, yeah. Uh, so excited about this yeah we chopped it up with her and um, yeah she wants to come on the show and so yeah we're going we're gonna to fuck with her promote her shit bring her on and um, yeah 
See what's good with it. Do some interrogation. I'm gonna get my Buffalo uh, Walters on. Twenty twenty up in this one. So uh, let's go ahead and get the show started. Uh, talk a little randomness. Um, I came across this survey that was pretty interesting, and it um, went over why do men and women cheat. And um, it's through VictoriaMilan.us, which apparently is um, kind of like that Ashley Madison website, where it's for people who are married but want to cheat on their significant oh, others without getting caught. And um, I guess they did a survey. <laughs> they got what's up? I'm saying <clears throat> Craigslist. <laughs> not that I've ever done that before. Not, you know, no, we're not. Not going to incriminate anybody though. <laughs> but apparently they got like uh, 4,500 members on their infidelity website. Yeah. Gets deep. Gets deep. <laughs> and uh, they interviewed the people and had them um, essentially break down why they were cheating on their significant others. And uh, the results that came in said that only 30% of cheating men surveyed choose mistresses who are younger than their wives, with 25% reporting that their mistress is more fit. So uh, not even half, 42.8%, think their mistress is prettier than their partner. And in fact, almost 74% report that their partner is more interesting to them than their mistress, which is interesting. So they're not fucking with these broads because they're that um, interesting or anything. They're cutting to get they cut on. And um, so they asked them, so why cheat then? And the majority of the male survey responded said that their secret lovers are more caring better listeners and more passionate so the guys aren't cheating to find the new young hot piece of ass is that they wives at home stop fucking listening to them niggas yeah, you know what and I always start too and I and then I have to talk about this one uh, but you know how you always uh, I, I figure that's the way it works you you upgrade your old busted bitch yeah. for uh, a the new, new hot younger Hotter. To my P Y T. You know? I that's, what you that's why I, I laugh so much and I think this goes to show how vain we all are because I have a lot of I have a lot of lady friends. Mostly kick it with the ladies. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Bunch of bitter bitches, I'll say. <laughs> Y'all know who you is if you listen, but I love you regardless, so don't be offended when I say this. Um, but they get really mad and especially uh, just re- just recently I- I'm in the middle of drama. I have no drama personally in my life yeah. because I have no social life. But my people's do. And, and they get so upset when they see who their ex moved on to. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and they're like, he didn't even upgrade. He downgraded. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, not only are some of these girls blind to how beautiful their next, the, yeah. the ex's new girl actually is, but even then, even with the study of them admitting to being with something lower, lower, lower grade, cl- yeah. like, yeah. it goes to show beauty is only fucking skin deep. Yeah. And it, it is truly about what's on the inside. <coughs> Go to Excuse figure me. that cheating would showcase that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they broke down uh, saying that uh, women are as shallow because the same trends are present among the female respondents, but the women were actually more likely to rate their lovers' fitness higher than their partners. Approximately 25.8% of the women in the survey stated that their lover is younger than their partner. Excuse me. With about 65.7% stating that their husband or partner is actually more attractive than their lover. Fully 50% of responding women reported that their lover is fitter a bit different. Or wait, what? Love is fitter a bit different than the man. 
And then uh, lastly, it says, however, the biggest difference between men and women in the survey is that cheating women value their lovers caring, listening, and passion even more than they do the cheating men. Uh, 89.6% of women surveyed have chosen a lover who they feel appreciates them more than their partner. And 78.2% report that their lover is a better listener, and 53.7% say that their secret partner is more passionate and wants sex more often than their partner. So essentially, from what I'm reading, this means that uh, people need to fuck more often and listen more often, and maybe cheating would go down across the board, because that seems like that's what the issue is. Oh, yes, sir. Facebook. Facebook. Oh, I didn't even know I had that shit on you. <laughs> Put that on me. Uh, man. Whoa. And I don't condone cheating, you yeah. know, whatnot. Um, I happen because I, I trust very little. Yeah. I, I keep my uh, my fucking, you know, within a certain circle, yeah, yeah. so to speak. And um, I know exes kind of, they stick around. And some of them don't like what I have to say too much. <laughs> you know, if, and if people who listen to podcasts, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how much of myself that I showcase here. Maybe yeah, this yeah. isn't all of me, but yeah, I tend to talk a bit of shit. And um, so, mind you, a lot of them. So, which, which is funny because most relationships, like they'll they'll want, you know, oh, we should talk more, we should do this, and oh, please believe, I do my fair share of talking. Yeah. So when it comes to relationships, they're like best that you don't say anything. just don't say anything. Just, just keep just, just, just keep it to your, yourself just whip out your dick and <laughs> that'll, that'll be it which i'm usually more than happy to oblige right yeah yeah um and so with the exes it's, it's funny because mind you because i'm i'm all talked out I, I i don't need to hear myself talk anymore even though i yeah. love hearing myself talk um so when the exes hit me up like I, yeah as, as soon as you know and i once again I hate representing <laughs> fucking bitch ass little wayne when he goes and then once i come i then come to my senses yeah once once i'm done i'm just like it's real talk i'm just i'm there yeah. So you can blab away and yeah. I'm gonna listen. Yeah. I'm not gonna be really upset because you know <laughs> I just uh, I'm released and I'm nice and I'm good and but that would make sense. I, yeah. I'm just thinking who the fuck anyone just you know, little bedtime banter like yeah. of course your lover's gonna hear And I will say that back during my younger days of uh cutting around, that used to be yeah, when I was on my man whore tip uh normally anytime when you know i would skeet skeet on a uh chick that i was dating it was kind of that that you know after two people have been together for so long they stop paying attention to one another and then you get this new chick who she may not even be once again as cute as the chick that you're actually with but she's paying attention to you and she's interested and oh my god you do what and you do this and yeah you get that that fucking testosterone boost of having someone on your nuts again you're like oh shit and and then you go out and you fuck around and do your whole thing and normally you know it, it it doesn't really have anything to do with the looks it's just that whole paying attention and that's the same thing too once people are in a relationship for so long you don't fuck like you used to you know when you're in that new stage relationship anytime the two of you are alone you're ripping each other clothes off getting your fuck on and after a while that fucking stops and it's like oh i'll cut when when we got time i, I get back to you <laughs> <laughs> i get back yeah like you awake take a you awake uh i'll take a rain check so have you have you seen uh, this is 40 I think it was this is forty. It was, it was a Judd Apatow movie, and apparently, uh, girl had, had uh, Paul Rudd's character, mm. who was the husband in the sh in the movie. Um, you know, he's trying to he's trying to get it in. Yeah. And the, and the wife, I forget what her name is, but it's Judd Apatow's wife. Oh she's yeah. In there, and I guess she just took a shit, and she's like, um, 
something about she's like she's like oh, I'm really constipated right now but if you want to I guess we can still and he's like do you, do you still want to he's like I do now like, like after you, talk, you know coming fresh out the fucking can asshole still on fire yeah. like yeah and, and that's what it is after you become so comfortable with one another you start saying shit that you wouldn't say with somebody brand new like if you were on the first date you wouldn't say that to some fucking dude that you're talking to oh I just took a shit but you want to go ahead and hit this nah I'm cool yeah, I'm cool I'm just I, I love enough random craziness to where that would at least get my attention yeah be like, oh damn she brave enough to say yeah. some shit like that oh shit hold up and I would hope that she'd be like no I was totally kidding I, at least or something but I mean I, the ball the, you gotta go tit for tat if you're not keeping shit interesting then, I mean, yeah. then you're fucking born and you, you better be used for physical needs because you're not fucking entertaining so people hug your, hug your lovers um, give a fuck about what they're talking and uh, maybe the guy will keep his dick in his pants <laughs> dum 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 the more you learn. No, the more I mean, you learn. No, but I mean, you figured that should be so, like, obviously. And then you've seen those yeah. memes. You're like, you know, every time you're like, your girl has someone, she texts us whenever it is that you're yeah. ignoring her. I'm like, naturally, I mean, we, we as people think, I know I crave attention. I yes. constantly need that stimulation. That's the reason why I started a podcast, so people yeah. pay more attention to me. <laughs> like me, please. I'll show my Like tits. me. Yo, it's actually funny because, uh, you know, I'm on my Tumblr tip and um, I was all excited because uh, fucking, what was that? Friday, I was tumbling hard. And I had like 92 fucking notifications throughout the whole day of people reblogging and liking shit. And it's like, oh, they like me. They really like me. It's like the human ego is so fucking fragile. Like, just please like me. Just please pay attention to me. And so, yeah, it makes perfect fucking sense. The saddest thing, what's the real sad? I'm about to admit something to you. Yeah. When I get 11 likes yeah. on Instagram and it, long, it no longer shows you names, the name, but it says, <laughs> but it says so many likes. <laughs> It's a sad Love fucking it. thing. We're so easy. Love fucking. it. Ego's so easy to be yeah. amped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even need to tell me how, how much of a god I am. Just like <laughs> my stuff. That's, just like it. Just like I it. I live to be like. <laughs> so, uh, I saw this fucking, uh, have you seen this shit about, or actually I should start this off. Um, do you know about the Silk Road website? Have you heard about this place? Mm. I think I looked up on it, but no. So for the people who haven't heard of Silk Road, apparently this is deep, deep within the interwebs. Like, there's some... I don't know if it's a, I guess it's an application called Tor, T-O-R, and apparently it's kind of like, I'm assuming, Google Chrome and firefox and all these different things like this and how it's set up is that you use the tour app application and you go to whatever these websites and it's like on the deep interweb and instead of like how you know you're on your computer and then it's going uh through the network and it's going to a router and it's connecting you to the net's website i guess this thing randomly shoots your ip address all through all these different servers across the world so essentially the government can't yeah you can't be trapped because of how fucking random and crazy the server is now of course when you have something like that set up you're gonna get some fuckery involved in it and there was a website called silk road that became real popular 
uh, through the interwebs, the deep web, and um, you could buy fucking uh, like drugs. People were buying like crystal meth and cocaine and having it being shipped to their house. They were selling like kitty porn, like just all kinds of shit on this website. Now, everything on the website wasn't illegal, but it was a lot of illegal shit going on on it. And then uh, there's this the black market. It's the black, the internet black market. And the beauty of it through Tor, I guess, is that the government can't track you to you know get to you and um they're using the bitcoins currency which is that internet currency i don't know exactly how it breaks down but i think it's like 30 us dollars for like one bitcoin or something like that but it's a whole economy of the shit on the fucking internet web and so um the all this has been going on for i don't know how long but the fbi finally came through and shut the shit down uh, apparently they arrested ross william um albright who was the owner of the internet black market network site silk uh, road and he see uh, the fbi seized the site's domain and confiscated 3.6 million dollars in bitcoins Woo! and uh <laughs> hit him with that rick flair Woo! god damn and uh so they charged the dude albright with counts of computer hacking conspiracy narcotics trafficking conspiracy money laundering conspiracy and according to the court filing which has been obtained by security blogger brian cribs um they said that um apparently the dude albright fucked up because he tried to solicit a silk road user to execute a murder for hire for another silk road user but then apparently the person that he contacted was an fbi guy so then they finally were able to catch the guy but um they're saying the while estimates rely on the constantly fluctuating price of bitcoin the site is thought to have generated 1.2 billion dollars in sales throughout its lifetime so like these motherfuckers were getting caked the fuck up like that's big fucking business and I listened to uh, this podcast called This Week in Tech, and one of the guys on there had said that um, he had fucked with Silk Road before he had bought up some Twinkies. After Twinkies got <laughs> taken off the market, he found some on Silk Road. And uh, that's just fucking crazy. Like, there's another layer to the internet that a lot of people are just not aware of. There's a lot of shit going on on there, and um, fucking crazy. My question is, how can I get a job? Man. And what the fuck can I do? Man. And whose boss hire do I need to do? <laughs> These motherfuckers is getting paid, and that's like, that's the new market. Like, it's the the fucking internet is like the wild, wild west back during like when the uh the white man was settling america and it was like different people branching out and you take this land and you do this to make money and like that's how the fucking internet is it's like if you know what the fuck you're doing you could get paid off of the fucking internet you just got to figure out what you know how to how to do that shit see i be getting links and back when i used to be on twitter they used to be oh you can make money doing this yeah but i'm like uh, you know, you're always, I mean, I had the common sense, or I figure it's common sense to where you don't click that shit, yeah. that's spam. You yeah. don't do that. But, I mean, I guess you just really don't fucking know. Right? Yeah. Like, it kind of takes me, it makes it reminiscent to, like, basement fucking duty back in the Prohibition days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're doing that moonshine. Exactly. The Lolo. Exactly. <clears throat> well, the thing that's interesting, too, because, like, the FBI shut this shit down. 
But I guarantee you within 24 hours of this thing getting shut down, there's a gang more of those out there. Because that's just like going back when uh, the MP3 download first started popping off with Napster and everybody was on their Napster shit. And then, man, and then the government finally shut the motherfuckers down. But it was like the second they shut them down, other people on the Internet was like, okay, this is where Napster fucked up. So, okay, I'm going to do it like this now. And so I guarantee there's a thousand more of these fucking websites out there. And um, it's just fucking crazy, man. It's a whole world and it's a market out there, economy of Internet fucking money. I guarantee, give it 20-something years, there's going to be some new Internet currency. Or even maybe this will continue to pop off. These coins, though, is it like transferable to PayPal? How the fuck do you spend these coins? I guess from what I've seen... You, they're, they only work with, I guess, like certain websites. I guess how like this one was set up. You buy the Bitcoins, you spend, and it might be through a PayPal thing, and you spend the money, and then you get X amount of Bitcoins, like how they had it on Silk Road. Uh, let's say you wanted X amount of Bitcoins, then you deposit X amount of money into the Silk Road website, and then you have X amount of Bitcoins to spend on their website. And so that's where one of the big issues that's going uh, coming on now is that the government has seized that $3.6 million. But a lot of people are like, well, I wasn't doing anything illegal on there. I just deposited my money so I could buy other shit that's on there. But now you've taken my legal money away from me because it's mixed up with all this internet shit. And um, it's just fucking crazy. So that can't be binding then, right? Because if, if I mean, how are they, they going to trace that? I mean, obviously, it's going to yeah. take a while. They're going to trial. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I think what it's breaking down to is you have the a new currency on the internet and you know you want to get into the conspiracy of how the world is set up with uh banking and everything is about you know use banks and all that and that's how we keep track of the money and that's how you tax money and all that and then you have this whole bitcoins thing going on the internet and that's untaxable money and so it has its own market and its own value because like they said they made like one point what was that 1.6 billion dollars so like there's money or 1.2 billion dollars in the website's lifetime so me personally the conspiracy theorist in me is the government just want a piece of that money like y'all niggas is getting too much bread out there i need a little piece of that and that's how I'm taking it, but because it almost seems since there isn't an actual, uh, I mean, yeah, there's dollar value to it, but I figure yeah. it sounds like it's, it's on some bartering shit. Yeah, because it's yeah. this coin that gives you this for that. Yeah, so yeah. that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And I guess the NSA is trying to uh, figure out a way to get some laws passed to have. Um, unlimited access to this tour website or tour application. Because they're like, oh, see, you know, people were selling drugs and they were doing kiddie porn and all this. And so, you know, the NSA needs access to these sites to be able to stop all that. And I get that side of it. But the other side of it is that if you were to have some type of application like that, where all regular folks, like, let's say you want to get uh, on your bank, whatever bank account that you have. And that would be dope to be able to have something like Tor to go through. So that if you have some hacker who has access to your computer, they're not going to be able to follow your route as it's hopping around all over the country so you know it protects you a whole lot more but then the government is trying to you know get access to the shit and it's like well that's the fucking problem we want you to stop watching us that's the reason why you know because everybody on the internet isn't doing illegal nefarious shit so i don't know it's fucking crazy it's a new world out there 
I want some money too. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm trying to get kicked <laughs> up, you dig? So uh, that's fucking wild. But uh, we're going to take a real quick, real early uh, music break real quick uh, before we talk a little music. And uh, we got another music submission in from uh, a Propertico. dude. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because I cannot <laughs> pronounce it to save my life. But uh, it's a cat from out here in Arizona. I think he might be from Tempe. But uh, my dude, A.T., who we bring up all the time on the show, uh, he did some tracks on uh, this record. And I linked up um, with dude. And um, you can find his SoundCloud, where all his music is on there, SoundCloud.com. Uh, pro- how you pronounce it again? Prof- uh, prophetical. Prophetical. Uh, spell it out for the people, though. It you is pronunciation. P-R-O-P-H-E-T. I K O and uh, we're gonna play one of his records off his new album. Fuck with the dude. Yeah. Check out his site and uh, let him know you heard it on the IBHM podcast. Yeah. What's up? Well, I was gonna say just so they can know. As far as production goes, I'm not yeah. sure what tracks your boy did, but from what I yeah. was hearing though, it legitimate production. The production gives solid. That, yeah. Yeah. That uh, I want to say I don't want to say classic. Yeah. Era. Kind of that golden era. Yeah, that, yeah, there you yeah. Go, the golden era boom bap sound. Yeah. So some clean samples. So I, I definitely want to I, I want to talk to him just so I can pick his mind and figure yeah, out what yeah. the hell the samples are. But yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, we're going to go ahead and hit you with that. I forgot how to pronounce it again. But you'll <laughs> hear it on the record. Yes, sir. Sheer. <laughs> 18th letter. Tempe's on Prophetico. Zilla on the beat. Spin fly. Spy versus spy, volume point oh eight, right? <laughs> Arizona stand up. We know you feel it, so fight it all you want to. Stand still, try not to let your body move. I guarantee it's a battle that you're about to lose. We know you feel it, so fight it all you want to. Stand still, try not to let your body move. I promise you, it's a battle that you're about to lose. Start simple, just do exactly as Simon says. Simon says, not your head and don't stop until the beef ends. It's what you've been waiting so patiently for. The Navy SEALs have jumped overboard and we have just touched shore. I'm Mr. Stefan Arkell, I wear by Chanel, bed linen by Gucci, never like jewelry. I'm a writer, you can call me too she to blank blue sleep. Poseidon swinging his trident, stink like when fire and flesh meet. You remember me for certain, cause before I let you fame me with words, I'ma beat my own ass like Tyler Durden. Highly urgent that I learned to master fire, cause in my pockets rest earth and wind. I got a stone face and chiseled out my own chin, so don't play yourself. The only way you get in this belt if you want to hang yourself. My imagination is wilder than math I tell you is. Put my fist through your chest and like Chris Brown, I'ma leave it in. We know you feel it, so fight it all you want to. Stand still, try not to let your body move. I guarantee it's a battle that you're about to lose. We know you feel it, so fight it all you want to. Stand still, try not to let your body move. I promise you it's a battle that you're about to lose. You're taking an L either to the face or your place is in hell. Making a way to inhale, shaking and making them fail. Pale in comparison, treated like a heretic. Embarrassment, carelessness, destined domestic terrorist. Imperative, surrogate, arrogant while you're perishing. On the account of my parental advisory settlement. Fellowship on the mellow tip, I'll bring it to your doorstep. Elephantitis, so there's no way that I can forget the poor set. Up to collect more debt, so it's fight back. I take a crack right to your forehead. The more 
recommend that you got the less muscle you need. Same speed, just a different way to say what you mean. Came on the scene with a splash and left with a whisper. Used to love the game and I claim that you missed her. Reduced to a whimper, limp away, licking your wounds. Stuck in a tomb up until noon with nothing to do. So fight it all you want to Stand still, try not to let your body move I guarantee it's a battle that you're about to lose We know you feel it, so fight it all you want to Stand still, try not to let your body move I promise you it's a battle that you're about to lose Yes, sir I know that joint was stuck in my head As we took our little quick little commercial break So uh, once again Fuck with that dude. His SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash P-R-O-P-H-E-T-I-K-O. Um, he got, yeah, some of that raw underground hip-hop shit. Uh, you could tell from uh, the dude's verbiage that he's an intelligent dude, and uh, we need to support intelligent hip-hop artists because uh, there's a lot of ignorance going on out there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> some ignorance. <laughs> So uh, let's get into some music talk and um, entertainment news. The first things first, I thought this was one of the dopest things I've fucking seen. Nipsey Hussle finally released his album. And he has made history as it is the first $100 album ever released. So uh, as the article goes, L.A. rapper Nipsey Hussle is attempting the unthinkable, selling physical copies of his upcoming Crenshaw mixtape for $100 each. Yep, One Crispy Benjamin, calling it the world's first $100 album. <clears throat> Nipsey is only producing a 1,000 physical copies of the mixtape, so Simple Math tells you that he's going to make about $100,000 off of this. And um, he says buying music is a choice, not a rescue these days and uh he'll let fans make the choice in la at the youth pop-up shop on uh fairfax it has all the addresses this happened on october 8th so time has already passed but um he said the reason i chose to charge a hundred dollars each copy and only start with a thousand units is because i'm tailor making my music for those who are listening um it's not about stepping outside of what i'm known for in hopes of a new discovery that being said it's a value over volume thing and if i'm going to offer a product made with no compromise or concession on the platforms and um, he promoted it through a hashtag called proud to pay and um, yeah he had uh, a follow dude on Instagram and uh, that's how I found this article because I'm finding dude on Instagram it's all these pictures all these people lined up outside this shop and then um, it's showing people uh taking pictures with them and they, they're they like holding the CD and he's holding like a hundred dollars I'm like wait what the fuck is going on so people are actually paying for that? it was a line going around the block of mm. motherfuckers that was there that bought the CD for a hundred dollars big ups to that dude for that's that's intel that's dope you just got caked up niggas is giving you a hundred dollars <laughs> for a motherfucking CD like that's that's brave well, see, and that obviously shows you your fans and, yes. and, and I, I do respect that He's like This is for the listeners mm -hmm. Who want to listen Because honestly I wouldn't even Download his shit I mean yeah. I heard a few Because he, he's not bad And I heard him on yeah. a few tracks That got my attention Yeah But I would barely even Download the motherfucking yeah. album So for him to say This is for the listeners Well obviously Because Lord knows I wouldn't pay for it Yeah And I've downloaded 
couple of his tracks. I won't say I've ever downloaded a full mix statement. Like same thing, like you said, a couple of the tracks I heard of his. Um, he got he, he could go. He's kind of like a new Snoop Dogg, if you will, yeah. that gangsta West Coast rap shit. But um, that's fucking brave to for one come up with that idea and go through it. And yeah, that does show that he has a fucking fan base. If motherfuckers is showing up, like <clears throat> we talk all the time about my my standum of jay-z and eminem and i'm not paying either one of them niggas a hundred dollars for no motherfucking cd so uh that's fucking dope and then i had saw recently too i guess uh jay-z bought a hundred copies of the cd yeah jay-z yeah of nipsey hustle cd bought a hundred copies so uh i was like that's fucking dope yeah so big up to that dude for uh get that fucking money he did that though was that just to kind of put a little change in his pocket or yeah i guess to make a little money off of it because technically he still hasn't had an official release he's been doing all like free mitts tapes and i know he's because I, I doubt that he's getting any radio play so the only money he could be making he's is yeah maybe in cali they're playing some of his records so i'm assuming the only money that he's making is off of doing shows and shit and um, I know he's been having the issues with the label of trying to drop an actual album for a while. And so finally he just said, fuck it, I'm going to cut the middleman out. And he got him pressed up, went up to the shop and uh, sold him by himself. And yeah, get that bread. Who's he actually with? I have no idea. <laughs> See, I used to be on top of the game because I will say yeah. it was about, because he's been out for a while. I want to say 2004, maybe. I wanna yeah, say is between 04, 06. I would say so, somewhere around there. That's a long fucking time to be on the show. So, I mean, yeah, dude, by all the fucking means, I mean, dude, dude, get in how you can. Get that guap. Ooh. I ain't even mad at dude. No, not at all. I respect that. I do. But speaking of people being mad, <laughs> black women Ooh. are mad at yeah, Talib Kweli. Yeah, yeah. And why is that? Fucking uh, Talib just put out a new record called Turned Up. And for whatever reason, he's getting some controversy off of it. And um, apparently it didn't measure up to the standard for some black women. And um, you asked why. It, uh, apparently it was shot in Japan and features mostly Japanese people. And uh, so a whole bunch of, uh, I guess, black women took to the web and called out Talib. And um, I think that's the most ignorant shit I've heard in a while. Because like now y'all give a fuck. Yeah, like, like we were saying before we started recording the show, Totlib has been out since, what, 96, 95, 96? Yeah, Black Star. Yeah, Black Star with most Def back in the day. And um, he, I do give it to do because he has um, been able to stay semi-relevant his entire career. Like stay consistent. With yeah, he stays consistent. He keeps putting out music and um, he does have a fan base. And the Turned Up record, I give it to him because I know for the past few years he's been trying to appeal to the commercial audience without selling out his sound and i know he did the record with gucci man a couple years ago and a bunch of people got pissed off <laughs> they was like no don't do that but uh this was a club record and uh the shit like goes it's a upbeat hot record but like we we're saying it's dope that he was able to do a commercial record that would appeal to the mindless mainstream masses without him talking about molly and talking about what everybody else is talking he did turned up in his take of it and uh the video goes too and um he had a whole bunch of japanese women in there and I, it's some some yummy japanese women in there but the niggas in japan yeah. why are you getting upset yeah. 
the nigga ain't in fucking Atlanta or so. I can understand yeah. if you went to Atlanta to shoot the video and then flew out a whole bunch of Japanese women, but yeah. the nigga is in Japan. Right. Why are you tripping? What's that? What's that one club that apparently everyone goes to? Magic Club or yes, Magic that sounds about right. Magic yeah. City, some kind of thing. Like the booties clapping. Yeah, clap us to the front. See, now, <laughs> I would understand yeah, if he imported. It's funny that word. Yeah. If he imported Import. a bunch of Japanese bitches and you know brought them here and it became all about that. But it's like no one. Not to say no one cares about him, but it's yeah. not like he's a sex symbol to where no. you know people weren't listening. I mean, well, exactly. I shouldn't say all that, but I mean, just he's not commercially as ripped yeah. as say your Drakes and whatnot. So I mean, so it's funny that. It took him having to reach out the box in order to get some attention, yes. and bitches finally gonna start like, mm, oh, "This I'm ain't mad. right." And because, but mind you, he's been doing pro black for so damn long. Yes. So it's like, let the brother have fun. Let him breathe. And I and I like the fact that the only thing that was and I, I and we say it, but yeah. I hate that term turned up, turned up, turned up. But you can't help but get turned yeah. up. And it's funny because I use that as a hashtag on Instagram every once in a while. <clears throat> But I'm using it in a ironic, like, asshole fashion. Like, I'm being silly when I use it. But I don't know if people take it that way. Like, oh, he's using the current slang. No, I'm kind of making fun of the slang because that turned up, that's the silliest fucking phrase. It's just silly. I'm just waiting. Just give it a minute, and that'll be Miley Cyrus's new thing. She'll be tweaking and getting turned up. That'll be her yeah. new record. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the album on me now, but because yeah. my excuse is I have a kid sister. And uh, because of her, I get a, I get the excuse to listen to Selena Gomez yeah. and, and your whatnot. So anyways, Miley Cyrus being a big deal, um, her fucking record, man, she has that Mike Will made it. Yeah. I always said his name was Mike Wilmer, but apparently that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how his little catchphrase shit sounds okay. like. But it's what Mike Will made, made it. it. Yeah. And, um, and apparently he he exactly produced it, the, the new record. He yeah. had like eight tracks. They're they're constantly together. Yeah. Like, and I even saw, I think I, think I saw. He, I think he's hitting it. I just got to put I, that I, out I there. I would figure. Well, Yo, I'm just saying. Fact, I got I to show you a picture that I found of her. Uh, she has a little bit of a nip slip. Oh. And you know how much I love what he does. So, I mean, so, she, so she's on that get it list. And which kind of going back to that turn yeah. up video, obviously a lot of Japanese women they're very light skinned. Yeah, that's witty. That's that's yeah, witty boy. Thing here. If you can double tap on oh, that for me, double I tap have. on this. Did you see this one already? I think I did. Double tap with that so you can zoom in properly. Oh, that's right. a nip slip. Let me zoom in real quick. Did that shit purposely. That that titty was that is a nip slip. But um, when it comes to the what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, that's just so nice. Webcam. Can you see that? Oh, can, I don't even know if it can fit. Let me zoom in. Oh, it's too bright. You can't uh, see the, oh, actually, here. Let me let me turn down the the brightness because the reason I turn up the brightness uh, so that uh, you can we're about to get break the, some FCC rules if this goes <laughs> up on YouTube. Oh well, we we need viewers in order to be able to, for them to look at this, like <laughs> get it, to report shit. And I'm hoping for anyone who's sticking oh, around this fucking long, they, they yeah, wouldn't mind yeah. the titty. Yeah, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was listening to an interview Jack Thriller from This Is Fifty. I fucking love Jack Thriller. I kind I I hate him. Only because he's hilarious, and I aspire to do that. I want to be able to interview celebrities and talk shit yeah. while I'm doing it. And honestly, and not to sound fucking egotistical or, or to sound like, uh, who was it who? I think I saw a, a Big Crit interview, and he was being arrogant as hell, saying, oh, no, it was a Big Crit. Someone was saying that they feel indestructible, and that if, if someone were to come and start busting shots, he yeah. wouldn't die. Sometimes I feel that way. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of feel like 
like Samuel L. Jackson did in Pulp Fiction, where mm. you know by some divine thing, yeah. uh, intervention, divine intervention, yeah, by some divine intervention, those bulls are gonna fling off of me. Because I feel like God wants me to go into crack dungeons and slap motherfuckers <laughs> with Bibles and, and rep the name of Jesus. I really feel like He wants me to do that. But yeah. um, so in that same essence, like I want to be able. Well, anyways, he was interviewing Mike that Mike Will made it, mm. and he tells him he's like, so tell me, dog. He's like, he's like are you fucking Miley Cyrus? And he's like. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm executively producing the record. He's like, no, you executively producing that ass, ain't you? Did you? And it cut off right away because he talks so much shit. That's funny. But, um, I know she had the um, Miley Cyrus the Movement special that came on MTV. That documentary. Yeah, and I um, recorded it on the DVR. I watched like ten minutes of it this morning before we got started on the podcast. So turned. And um, it is silly, like. I don't know. I'm not as mad at Miley as a lot of people are. And I get why a lot of people are mad because she's using uh, blackness as a prop, as mm-hmm. an accessory. Let me throw this blackness on real quick so I can make some money. And then all she has to do once she's over this fad, she could just, oh, I'm not hanging out with those people, you know, anymore. And, you know, now I'm back on my Hannah Montana shit. But, like, I'm not upset because it's a market employee. And mm-hmm. the simple fact that all of us, and like we're doing now, we keep talking about her and that's helping her sell records and still stay relevant and she's aware of how silly she's looking and she's doing all this shit but like she even says on the MTV documentary like I'm aware of what I'm doing and everything that we're doing has been pre-planned a certain way yes and it's a marketing scheme and so a lot of people are oh fuck that bitch is she doing it she doing you're falling for it. You're just adding to the issue. So Miley, get that guap. I don't give a shit. And then the I need to actually hear the album. But the two singles she put out, uh, minus all the controversy, the two singles, personally, I like them. The We Can't Stop and The Wrecking Ball. I think both of those are good records. But, you know, she's worried more about the controversy, if you will. I'm trying to get that controversy out and make some money off of that. But whatever. Uh, that's exactly what it is and I said I was laughing I was listening to the record uh, even the documentary can reference back to the documentary did you see talk- it yeah well oh, I saw okay. it online so I, oh, I'm not okay. sure okay. if they had any missing snippets but yeah. Mr. was like we gotta watch this we need to do this oh and, my god I mean I love it though I love that she makes me do this shit because yeah. I low key secretly want to watch yeah. it and she just, she's my she's <laughs> my fallback guy yeah. you know and uh, so we're clicking through it because online they make you go through all those fucking ads and shit and like that. that. Shit, so yeah. so like, you you pay for it with the for subliminal messages and whatnot. Yeah. And um and in there and I get really upset because I think I might have been into the interviews possibly, but she was saying she's like this is my most this record is most me yeah. and I found myself doing this. I'm like well. And, and obviously there's a lot of hip-hop influence when yeah. you have a hip-hop producer yeah you're gonna naturally have some fucking hip-hop influence yeah. so like who's the fuck to say that this yeah. is truly you but mind you that's what sells and as a yeah. smart business person yes. you're gonna do what fucking sells and this is what sells and i will give it to her because she had said on the documentary excuse me i fucking coffee um my type of shit. <laughs> be straight on the <laughs> toilet after this is over but on uh, fucking the documentary, she had said that uh, when she got ready to start on the record, she didn't know what direction she was going to go, you know, sonically. And she had mentioned how uh, Mike Will, she was a fan of his because she listens to hip hop music. And she was like, there's no other pop artists that are working with Mike Will. So let me bridge that gap and go, you know, fuck with him on that shit. And yeah, I was like, I think that's a good strategic move that cross branding and all that but um once again she's more trying to sell off of the controversy than the 
actual quality of the music and i mean i guess it's working when did did the cd come out last tuesday yeah okay and actually a quick interjection another cd that came out last Tuesday, motherfucking Pusha T. Oh. My name is my name. Uh, the record, I haven't finished listening to it yet, but so far what I heard, I think it's good. I think it's a good CD. I think he hyped it up a little bit too much personally because, uh, like, we were saying fucking with the Juan Epstein podcast. They had him on there, and uh, the nigga was talking about how he feels the album is up there with fucking uh, doggy style reasonable doubt bold and statement yeah that's a bold statement and listening to the CD I mean it's a good CD it's not whack but like it's not no classic at all like he's back homie yeah bring it back a little it, like, like we mentioned a bit earlier, and, you, and we need to record our pre-podcast conversation. I know for the people the who like we do these podcasts, and it's like two plus hours. But what you guys don't know is we're chit-chatting for like six <laughs> fucking hours. hours. You're only getting like two hours Y'all of the conversation because <laughs> we chopped it up for like ninety minutes before we started mm-hmm. the show. We took a quick little break and we chopped it up for like another thirty minutes. Like, yeah, we could talk, but yeah. <laughs> We, this is the condensed version yeah. of these conversations. But go ahead. Yeah, those who are listening live, you get to hear the the fuckery. Yeah. And y'all who listen to this later will hopefully have some good background music to fucking to drive yeah. to. <clears throat> hopefully, not as many hiccups. <laughs> um, but back to the the pusher thing. Yeah. Well, uh, read my mind. Tell me what was I going to? Uh, I'm right there. I'm oh, because right we were talking about the album. Uh, he was claiming how oh, classic it is. Yeah, claiming the classic thing. Yeah. And, and the one track that the first track that I listened to that made me say, you know what? I really do want to listen to this album because, mind you, he's a good music artist. Which naturally, me being, we're both lovers of Kanye. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so because of that, I, I got we got to support and listen and also just see what the fuck he's saying. But he didn't get my attention. Really, until I saw the video with Kendrick, the nostalgia. Yeah. That song, now, besides it having Kendrick, and Kendrick is a god, um, <laughs> it has a really cla- uh, uh, golden era sounding beat to where it's dark, yeah. it's not too loud, it's just enough to give you a landscape so that motherfuckers can spit yeah. and, you know, uh, paint on the canvas, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that, that's just what got me. So if anything, that's the most reminiscent to Reasonable Doubt. Because in Reasonable Doubt, the reason why I love that record, that's the one fucking record yeah. I will give to Jay-Z and say, yo, you know what? <laughs> that was a classic. I will give it to him. Yeah. Respect him. Yeah. If that was the reason why you capitalized, which it wasn't, because people yeah. weren't even fucking Reasonable Doubt when Reasonable Doubt was out. But that's the one record I respect. So I will say, if there's anything that of his hypeness that he gave, was that one fucking track was Nostalgia. Yeah. And I'll give it to him on because the first record I heard was the Sweet Serenade with Chris Brown. That was the first thing to leak. Because I got a, a homeboy shots out to uh, the big homie Tobes. Um, <clears throat> he uh, is all he listens to a lot of underground hip hop and like he's put me up on like records where like it will be a record on YouTube and it has like forty one listens. Like he digs deep in the crates with a lot of the music that he listens to what the fuck was that oh you make it i know i just made a face earlier but uh fucking um yeah he was the one that put me up on the record and um he uh he uh hit me up with a facebook link while i was at work one night and he was like yo check out this pushy t and chris brown and i'm like yo like chris brown is not something i expect this dude to ever listen to i was like let me check it out i was like yo this record go because i love how push your t took chris brown but he took him out of that 
pop techno bullshit that Chris Brown be doing and he gave it a real raw gritty sound to it and I was like oh that record fucking goes and of course I got love for the I'm on my Ric Flair shit woo that's my shit yo but uh yeah that push your record so far I mean it goes hard what I heard of it so far yeah I do like it and um yeah shouts out to the boy I hope he finally uh does something cause this nigga been in the game for like a minute and he told a story on the Juan Epstein thing which was pretty interesting he was talking about how he's been um because they were like you know this album has been a long time coming and he was like well not necessarily because he was like he had been in the clips for all that time Mm -hmm. and he was like when he broke away from the clips and started doing his solo shit he said he kind of needed to work on putting out records for so long so people could stop being like being like oh that's just the guy from the clips Mm -hmm. he was like he needed to rebrand himself as a solo artist and he was talking about how the record I, i can't even think of the name of it but he did the record with Tyler the Creator and he was talking about how he got a lot of new fans off of that because he was saying his godson is I think like a teenager and he says godson came through to his crib one day with one of his homeboys and um, they were chopping it up talking about music and all that and uh, he said that his godson's friend was like yo uh, have you heard that uh, Tyler the Creator got this new record with this new artist called Pusha T and all that dude Pusha T was killing it and then his godson was like yo that's Pusha T like and so he was like he got brand new these young fans who had never they don't know nothing about that clip shit they don't know nothing about grinding nothing about hell have no fury and that, was, that was the joke that was that was the last record i think that was the last record they had together i think so yeah i, I, I remember buying that one that was the last one, the last yeah. one i remember buying and i give it to push it like he really has rebranded himself in the record that is a fucking five-star record that Exodus track when he got in Lil Wayne's ass on that record. Do you know which one I'm talking about? That's not on a new one. Thing. No, it was the just a mixtape song that he put oh. out. He had the dream singing on the hook. Because uh, I remember one of the last mixtapes I heard, and actually, and I wanted to bring oh. this up while you, while you look it up. Yeah. The last Pusher T record that I remember um, getting, it was a mixtape. I don't know if it was a Wrath of Kane, but it was the yeah. first time I ever heard of French Montana. And, oh, he, okay. and he had him singing "Glitters and Gold." Um, yeah, and he it had French Montana singing like French wasn't wasn't even rapping. He was yeah. singing on it like like kind of like like drunk drunk singing, oh, drunk okay. crooning, so to speak. And I was like, man, who's this cat French Montana? Like, I like him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then then I heard his rap. And I'm like, oh fuck this motherfucker. Oh, let me say this shit. Put it in the mic. Put it in the mic. All up in the mic. Is that with the. I know we got the video. This record. Can you put it in front of the mic, though? Like on the. Here we go. I can hear it. If this ain't some of the most street shit ever, I love this fucking record. Bitch, nigga. You ever hear this record? Mm-hmm. It's a uh, subliminal to Lil Wayne. Uh, that's the shit. I'm gonna have to uh, before uh, we cut out. I'm gonna have to. Uh, oh shit! Fucking YouTube. Shut up. Uh, um. 
No, yeah, I'm gonna have to let you check out that video. So subliminal to uh, oh, Tumblr. I just keep looking at Twitter, and that's the reason why I love Tumblr because it's uh, not safe for work, so you get all kinds of crazy shit. That's mm. I just want to show you about your. <laughs> obviously, work you're distracting the fuck out of you. What were we talking about? Every <laughs> what? But no, uh, no, yeah, that Pusha T record goes hard, and um, so yeah, I'm gonna finish listening to the album, and uh, hopefully the dude sell because like even on um, Cruel Summer. Was that the mm-hmm. name of it? With the, he the was, music thing? Yes, he was killing that entire fucking scene. Like, Pusha could spit. So, I'm glad to see dude finally doing it. I'm glad that, in, in the words of Pusha T, I'm glad that Ye got a blow dealer. Uh. <laughs> and actually, uh, I don't know if it was on, um, they kind of referenced new music. Mm. And I don't like the motherfucker, but Big Sean, did you yeah, listen yeah. To, to the Big Sean thing? No. I didn't. It is sitting on my desktop. I'm looking at it right now. I have not clicked on it. I'm just, I'm mad at the nigga for taking control off of there. Yo, pussy. Pussy. Big, stinky, <laughs> hairy, 1970s He was bush. like, this Got nigga Kendrick, this nigga Kendrick got in my ass, so I'm taking this record off of my album. <laughs> that nigga ain't shit. Come on, now. <laughs> Out of all the shit that he has on there. But I laugh because he has a song called Switch Up with Common, and, you know, and I had it on hmm. shuffle, so I didn't listen to it through. Oh, yeah, through, yeah. But, you know, trying to listen to it and whatever was shit. I mean, most, most, most of the tracks, you know, on iTunes, you can give it like stars mm. most of the shit got one or two stars but there's really? something with common well in my opinion mind you this is all my opinion this is yeah common. um but he has something with common and he got common talking uh street like talking uh like on some guap shit on some guap 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 yeah. type crap and like but mind you though common who i love and who yeah. i really fell in love with once he did b but kanye Ooh, which yes. kanye has been on, on production how he was since he since he's done b yeah and even afterwards like finding forever was all right and then he did yeah. some stupid fucking thing with pharrell where he just sounded like it, it brought up he's like all of a sudden common became fucking africa bombarda with the planet oh, uh, universal mind, mind control, control. Fuck yeah. that record. Yeah. Come and, ugh, I used to know you. I used to love you. <laughs> but, anyway, but no, no, I got, I got my love for him. But on that track, though, he tries to, he tries to modernize his flow, which, mind yeah. you, you got to keep up with the times. Yeah. And you got to keep up with these children. Common has done that several times in his career, and I wish he would just stay in his lane. And Nas has done that, too, where they try to branch off and do something mainstream. But it's like, that's not what you guys do. Because Common did that before also with Electric Circus. I think that was the name of it. That was like that was when he was with Erica Badu, right? Yes, because he had that love record. Or no, that was after Like Water for Chocolate. I think it was the record after that. And he tried to branch off, and um, he did a whole bunch of recording at uh, Prince's studio out in Minneapolis, because Prince has his own studio out there. And um, they did the um, record. It was very eclectic and very just kind of out there. But he's tried to branch off several times and cross over the mainstream, and it just it doesn't work so just stay in your lane comedy <laughs> just jump on samples and just and bear your soul because yeah that's, that's, that's what you do and those are people yes. who are going to support you and keep listening to you when you try to reach out to these motherfuckers that don't know who you are yes but then again like i said that's rebranding it so and unless it's going to yeah. change yeah unless you're going to completely go that direction other than that just stay in your lane big um big sean shit pure shit yeah. <laughs> pure shit Big Sean, how about Big Fucking Douchebag? A <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jimmy Kimmel for fucking oh, those those uh, ass tweets. Uh, fucking uh, oh, and real quick, did you see this shit? Uh, looks like Kendrick is officially coming from the crown. You know it is not 
uh, IBHM podcast unless we bring up Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. A god. A god. <laughs> Fucking uh, the BET Awards is coming out, uh, I think on the 15th. It's coming up real soon. And uh, reportedly, Kendrick disses Drake and his BET cipher. <clears throat> and shouts out to BET Awards for starting that cipher thing because mm-hmm. that is the only reason why people are fucking with the BET Awards. I don't give two shits about anything that happens on BET, but ever since they started doing the ciphers, I've tried to check out the awards just for that. I just want to see those ciphers. And apparently, um, Kendrick during his verse uh, they put out like a 15 second snippet of the verse I was gonna ask cause I, mm-hmm. the links and the shit that I was trying to find was only 15 seconds so that was yeah, a that's all then, that right? they put out okay. yeah because yeah. they're uh, cause they record it and then they put it out later and so they're using it as bait to get people to check it out and uh, during the 15 second uh, freestyle clip of Kendrick Kendrick says nothing's been the same since they dropped control and took the sensitive rapper back in his pajama clothes mm. and people were taking it as a diss to Drake since nothing's been the same and that was the yeah, name the of album. the last album for Drake and then Drake after the control name dropped Drake was like I'm not saying nothing back to Kendrick and all that shit back and forth he was kind of talking shit though because I don't know if I was reading it on allhiphop.com his response is saying um, just that he pretty much was saying he's pretty much said Kendrick isn't on my level and he could eat a dick for saying that but yeah he, so I'm yeah. like alright so obviously he's been a, he's been a little emotional hoe and in all honesty you would have to this um the top two cats in the game right now are Drake and Kendrick I don't know if you're I mean you talking about commercially speaking or commercially speaking yeah who the most hot relevant artists in hip hop right now I would say that Kendrick and Drake are like the leaders of the new school and I would say that Wale would be third I would say yeah I would put Wale in the top three but I would kind of equate Drake to this generation's Jay-Z and then I would say that Kendrick is kind of like this generation's Nas so kind of how Jay-Z and Nas came up and eventually those two are going to have to butt heads to you know go after the crown I would kind of say Kendrick and Drake are in that realm right now if Drake ever if this is true then let's hypothetically say that Drake is Jay-Z and Kanye is Nas if Drake ever uh, signs Kendrick is Nas yeah you said Kanye. My bad, my bad. <laughs> if that if that ever happens and Drake signs Kendrick, I'm gonna be an upset motherfucker. Oh, I'm gonna be real like that. Alright. But um I don't know. I'd, oh and then but alright, so I'm not too sure if you read some of the like I said, I sometimes I love like I said, I have no social life, so I have no one to argue about this shit with. So really, the only place I can actually talk shit about him is, is on the podcast, is with you, yeah. or maybe some rant. And I, and I can't just go up in the streets and talk to random motherfuckers, because yeah. those would probably beat my ass if I really, <laughs> if I were to speak as openly and as candidly as I do with you. Yeah. Thank the Lord that it hasn't been the case, and usually the beard kind of scares them off, and, and I got that lazy eye that makes you wonder. Yeah, I got that Forrest Whitaker thing. Oh, hopefully that shit doesn't happen by the time I'm 40 and my eyes roll droopy. Hopefully that shit ain't the case. But anyways... I don't have many people to talk about this with, so that's why I love trolling the comments because motherfuckers go in and who 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 bangs harder than a, than than a fucking fucker commenting on Twitter or or, or yes. uh, what you call it or YouTube. But I saw somebody saying it made sense to me. Yeah, supposedly he's aiming this towards papoose because 
Um, yeah, that, that oh, okay, okay, thing. Because yeah, yeah. uh, mm. I wish I, I wish I could have found it. I should think I I, I could have sworn I screenshotted on my phone. That would make sense. Because because mind you, because who's the one who? I mean, the only disc record that I heard at first, because apparently a lot of people did. Yeah. But Papoose is the one who who's who's disc record I yeah. heard and even put it out there yeah. like talking shit like directly yeah. towards you. Um, cause he got so emotional over it, and out of all yes. the people, Papoose should be sucking Kendrick's dick over the fucking what, what show was it that Kendrick uh, put him on? Summer Jam? Summer Jam. Yes. Like really, who the fuck puts you on? Yes. Puts you on at the end, makes it seem as if you are the fucking he- main headliner. You, yes. And yet you're irrelevant to the game right now. No one yes. owes his ass more love than fucking Papoose should owe his ass. I got a homeboy that I work with, and um, he's a. Uh, I hate to even use the phrase older cat, but he's about 10 years older than me. And uh, he's not really into the hip-hop world as much as, you know, us following it all all the time. And um, he was listening. He listens to this other podcast, and they were playing uh, music, and they played the Pat Poose record. And then uh, I had played the Control record for him when it first came out, and he's not really too big. He lights more of the um, plies hip-hop he likes more of the get ignorant crunk type shit and so the kim drake didn't really catch his attention but then he heard the papoose response and he was like oh man have you heard this and i had told him i was like i listened to the record i was like it was a cool disc but i had told him i was like the reason why i don't fuck with that papoose shit is because that was some snake ass shit how like we just said like kim drake help make papoose relevant again because niggas forgot about papoose he hadn't did anything of any relevance over the past couple years and kendrick helped get his name back out and for that nigga to get upset and come back and diss some fuck papoose that's some that's some hoe ass shit i'm just i I can't fuck with it and then just like you said papoose was the only one who got like super super emotional because like joel ortiz and joe Budden i finally and, heard that I finally heard oh did joel, you, joel spit oh he, he can, can. and yeah. you know what and I, I love him i fell in love when i heard i think it was hip-hop yeah was like, 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 I'm, I'm like timberlands and chicken wings yeah and the fact that he sounds so much like fucking pun yes but i kind of got a little upset that he was dissing kendrick but yeah. mind you he was upset because his name wasn't mentioned yeah but the one thing i will say that i liked about Jorel ortiz this kendrick but it was more on some competitive shit and it papoose made it personal like fuck you yeah it was like joel's like oh you could spit okay i'm gonna hit you with this and let me see what you got back it was more on some like them niggas can meet up afterwards and be cool and about it it's going to cipher and get this exactly in. but papoose is more on some bitch ass hating that he shit. was emotional that, i think that's why going back to the kendrick yeah. disc that he did on the cipher talking about like a like a little which mind you could easily be taken for ken or for the for as a shot at drake mm. that's why i love kendrick so much because the, sh- the lines that he's throwing can go to any of these yes. emotional motherfuckers that got pissed over this goddamn yes. song that was meant to just elevate the bar. Exactly. And you know what? People that were mentioned should be the most happiest. People yeah. who should be. Kind of like Wale. I don't know. If, did you hear Wale's no, response? No, I didn't hear it. I, I didn't know if he made a song, but in the interview, he's like, he's like, I took it as a compliment. He's like, my name was in there. Can't speak any. He's like, can't say anything about those who weren't mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah. And oh, oh, going back to Joel Ortiz's thing. What he was saying in one of his lines, I forget how he made it rhyme, but he's like, saying, my name wasn't mentioned, nor maybe you can't mess with the clip that I'm with. He yeah. Said something like that. And I was yeah, like, oh, that, that was, was good. Line. That yeah, was good. Boy. And I give it to um, 
Pusha T, because going back to that Juan uh, Epstein um, podcast, they had asked him about that whole situation with Kim Drake and the name dropping and all that, and he had said that, like, I didn't take it as disrespect. He was was shotting out the niggas who he respected, and so he was like, I took that as a compliment that he mentioned me on the record, and he was talking about how he was like, I was the first guy to come back and do a record with Kendrick after that control shit came out, talking about the nostalgia record, so... Right now, I was cruising through time. We're going to get off subject. Yeah. I'm laughing at one of your things. Team light skin or team dark skin. We all team niggas to the police. <laughs> <laughs> to the popo, nigga. <laughs> this fucking coffee got me on coffee overload. I think I got too much caffeine in my system. Mm, good. <laughs> so, uh, yes, sir. So, um, before our nets commercial break i wanted to bring up uh this youtube music video awards it'll be a big deal i think that's gonna be something that uh, this might be incredibly huge this it, be continuous yeah. yes. mind you where do we listen to our music at youtube if someone ha- if someone just released something there's a leak there's some shit that that came out where is it on youtube <laughs> fucking man. So apparently on November 3rd, YouTube is doing their first music video awards. <clears throat> um, they're doing a live show in New York filled with stars and a series of warm-up events around the world. The first YouTube music awards will be held on November 3rd at Pier 36. And uh, apparently they got Lady Gaga, Arcade Fire, Eminem, and a whole bunch of people. They're going to do uh, the live stream on YouTube under the direction of Spike Jones, Jones A. The director of classic music videos like the Beastie Boys, Sabotage, and Weezer's Buddy Holly. It says that the event will also feature musicians who have made their splash through online videos. And now, I think that is dope that not only are are they going to highlight... Excuse me. The people who are already in the game doing their thing. They're also going to highlight up-and-coming people who are making a splash on YouTube because that's kind of like kind of I don't even know the word for it but they're kind of pushing forth they're trailblazing in the sense of you have the Grammys and the Emmys and different things like that and it's like what big promotion company are you aligned with and then we'll show you some love from there this will be dope on the sense of if you have some shit that goes viral on YouTube just because it's dope you could get a fucking YouTube award for that so I think it's dope and I think that this could be fucking huge they apparently are going to um uh, where is it at? Uh, the YouTube vice president of marketing said the awards were meant to celebrate musicians who have had the biggest influence on YouTube over the last year. Nominees for the awards sits competitive categories will be announced in mid-October and will be determined by data like the number of times a video has been viewed and shared or the number of spinoffs it has inspired. And uh, one of the things they were talking about, like the Harlem Shake shit. Yeah. How there's a bunch of parodies off of that. And um, winners will be chosen by popular vote from YouTube users around the world, meaning that fans from South Korea and Brazil or anywhere else could choose the victors if they vote in large enough numbers. But voting is limited to one uh, once per once per person per day for each award. And um, so they could filter out frauds and all that different things. But uh, I think that's fucking dope. I think this can be huge. And if they do it the right way, because from like a hip hop standpoint, 
I don't fuck with the Grammys and haven't fucked with the Grammys. The Grammys have never respected the hip hop genre. And so I've always just not fucked with the Grammys. And then you have, uh, like we were talking about the VMAs, the MTV Video Music Awards. It's a bit of a joke nowadays, especially since MTV doesn't even play fucking music videos, really. And the only thing we're talking about from the VMAs is the whole Miley Cyrus. It just seems like every year it's, you know, what's the most controversial thing someone could do this year? That's the only thing we're checking for. So it's dope to have a online video outlet that is going to start their own music video awards and take it from there. I think it's dope. I think this could be fucking huge if done right. So, well, I think out of all the forms, whether it be the, I mean, I don't watch BET um, or MTV, but from my understanding, I don't think any of them really show music videos, right? Because they all have reality TV shows that, that they yeah, have. everything is real. Because BET, in all honesty, is just a black version of MTV, right? Yeah, because um, it's owned by white people, and so it's it's just a Viacom owns all that shit because they own yeah. VH1. VH1 is pretty much I don't know if they're still existent. I'm, sh- I'm sure they're, they're still around. Okay, reality but TV, but it's yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's it's all under the same umbrella, which kind of it's a fucking ownership. It's a monopoly, like a motherfucker. Um, but like I said, out of all these shows who have these music awards, technically none of them fucking actually show music videos. Yes. So out of everything, like you said, YouTube actually has the right yeah. to do something to call it this. But it also wonder, is it going to be a separate voting? Because if we're going to go off of views and likes and shit like that, Rihanna already won. Mm. Lady Gaga already won because of... And apparently they're going to have... Um, yeah, people could... I still don't know. I should look it up. But um, they're going to have people you could be able to vote. Because what I'm assuming they're going to do is have like a mainstream side of it of the M&M's and the Rihanna's and all that and have them win awards and then you'll have the viral side of it of the up and coming people who are doing random shit and then that'll be voted off of by various people regular people sitting and voting and all that and so I just think I like you were saying you know all these other places that do these music video awards they don't play music videos so that's dope that YouTube is stepping up and trying to take over and especially they got Google backing them up so they got they got bread to do this shit so I think it's big and you know I'm a possibly check it out if the Wi-Fi that I still is strong <laughs> enough that day I'll sit there and watch it <laughs> and shouts out to what what was it earlier the um, fuck what was it that Silk Road shut down them Silk fucking Road from IP to IP like y'all motherfuckers ain't gonna find this <laughs> and you know why cause we ain't paying for the internet we ain't paying for shit <laughs> so uh let's take a quick uh commercial break and uh we got another Ooh. new I just looked at your picture. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got uh, another uh, unsigned music submission from a R&B slash soul singer from Australia. These motherfuckers is coming up. Don't don't sleep on Australia. No, whoa, shit, Iggy, 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 my snow goddess. Oh, when Jesus and the devil made you, he broke the mold, didn't he? Didn't he now? Didn't he now? And uh, so we're going to play, uh, this is off of her, uh, this is uh, Vanessa Alicia, and this is her record, Don't Go, which is off of her um, EP that's out called Don't Go, and if you go to soundcloud.com slash Vanessa Alicia, E-L-I-S-H-A. Yes, sir. You could, uh, there's a link on her SoundCloud page to download it for free, and so we're going to go ahead and show her some love and uh, play that record right now so yes sir Mm -hmm. 
Once again, that was uh, Vanessa, Alicia, and uh, once again, all the way down from Australia, uh, fuck with her. Like I always say, if you don't like the music that comes on on the radio, fuck with these unsigned acts. It's a lot of fucking talent out there that they just don't have a um, outlet to build a fan base. And so that's why I really wanted to uh, reach out to unsigned people and play their music. Fucks with these people, man. We got some talented people out there in the world. Everything ain't Drake. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and once again, her SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash Vanessa Alicia, and that's E-L-I-S-H-A. So uh, let's get into some current events before we get out of here. And um, I saw this, and um, I love Canada. For anyone <laughs> who doesn't know. right now on, on Facebook. Yes, I, I, I love Canada. And if I could pack up and move to Canada, I sure the fuck would. And that may be a future retirement plan to retire up there with them Canadians, eh? <laughs> Even though they say, and I get upset when I hear... The only time I ever hear an Arizona shout out, and the last time I heard it was uh, through Action Bronson, and I get mad at this line, but he goes, he was like, cause he found, he's talking, he was talking about being heartbroken for some bitch that broke his heart, yeah. and said, I thought we were gonna retire to, I thought we were gonna retire and be old farts out in Phoenix, because you know that's, I mean, it's beautiful out here. Motherfuckers yeah. don't know that. It's beautiful out here. <clears throat> I've said that to. A lot of the music acts and um, just various entertainment acts of anything that are out here in Arizona. If you really want to make it, you got to get out of this state mm-hmm. because Arizona is the place you come to retire. Like uh, DMX, DMX came here to get away from the industry. You have uh, Mike Tyson moved out here to get away from the industry. There's a lot of professional wrestlers who have moved out here to get away from the industry. Like you don't come to Arizona to get some shit cracking. You come here to get away <laughs> from everything. Sad but true. Even like when, even when Shaq was out here, he came to yeah. die out here. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna just give it up and head to Arizona. So I've said that. A thousand times to a lot of the people out here in Arizona. I love Arizona. I'm born and raised out here. But if you're trying to get some shit cracking, get the fuck out of the state or really mostly focus on an online presence because uh, there's nothing cracking out here in Arizona. Not I'm on that level. Sad and dismayed to hear that. But I mean, it, like, because we building, we stack, we building, we we developing, and like I mentioned before, when you got a fucking train that goes from Vegas to Disney to oh. here, that tells you that we finna be on to something. But I mean, as far as uh, most would go, I mean, get away here. I mean, we got a lot of a lot of business goes down here, but that's very on the hush. Yes. You know so, yes. And so. I don't know how we got on Arizona. We're talking about <laughs> oh, Canada. Oh, uh, what? Uh, 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 trying to remember. Uh, yeah, go back. <laughs> Canada. Canada. What's, what's Canada so, doing? Um, what's going on with, them, with, with their free medical? Shouts out to motherfucking Canada who are putting together a $1.3 billion mm. medical marijuana free market. Um, 
apparently the conservative government is launching this and they're uh, eventually providing an expected damn near a half a million Canadians with quality weed. Quality weed. Apparently the old system fostered only a cottage industry with 4,200 growers licensed to produce for a maximum of two patients each. Uh, each. The Mounties have complained repeatedly these grow ops were often a front for criminal organizations. But the net six month, uh, months are a transition period as Health Canada faces out the old system. Um, it says that there uh, currently is like 37,000 medical marijuana users recognized by the department, but they plan to swell more than tenfold and have as many as a half a million people by 2024. It says that um, the profit potential is enormous. A gram of dried marijuana bud on the street sells for about $10 and Healthcare Canada projects the legal stuff will average around seven sixty a year. So not only will the shit be quality, it will be cheaper. And as producers, uh, it says that the revenues they're planning on making close to $1.3 billion a year by 2024. Get that fucking money, build that economy, and get your fucking residents on marijuana. You'll have a lot less douchebags out there. Everybody's too calm, too chill. And my little conspiracy theory, if we can talk about conspiracy theory. Yeah. Oh, you know I talk. Give give me that dun 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 dun. Got him with the face. Look at the camera. When you say that shit. I'm pretty fucking sure as soon as weed becomes a, a norm to where we're buying it like cigarettes and liquor. And imagine as much as I'm, a, I, I love weed and, and I've been off of it for a good while for my own personal reasons. Um, it's gonna allow everybody to be, like you said, real yeah. chill, roll it back. I think that's what's gonna allow us to be mind controlled even more. If we're not already yeah. dumb, unfortunately, fucked, if we're not already <laughs> just so zoned out into yeah. social media fuckery and all the shit that that, yes. that they throw out there, weed's gonna help a lot with this fucking yeah. with this mind takeover because people are gonna be like, because you know what I'm saying. I'm chilling. I'm yeah. I be chilling. What you need me to do? <laughs> I need to put this. Here. Well, I just don't care. I just don't care. But uh, so Canada has it right. But meanwhile, America is fucking up again because the cost of prisoners, the annual in uh, New York City inmate costs annual NYC inmate costs exceeds four years at Harvard. So apparently the average cost per inmate in New York is $167,731 a year. That is insane. So while Canada is making all this money off of weed, we're spending all this money gelling motherfuckers who are smoking weed. And so, oh, go ahead. I was say, I mean, isn't that one of the biggest things to where the whole battle of it making it legal yeah. because people are gonna, you know, then try to fight and try to get out of shit? And mind yeah. you, this is why we really need to push these boundaries and, and make laws about the ways and how much we're yes. distributing. Because, I mean, if you're pushing weight, obviously you're doing some shit. Yeah. But I mean, what, what, I don't know. I forget what the legal thing was. If you have an ounce or some shit like that, something like that. Like, yeah. You know. Uh, and the whole thing, like. 
one of the biggest like you have so many lobbyists that are trying to keep weed illegal and one of the big supporters of keeping weed legal are the prison system because for instance you have this they're making hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year on keeping somebody in jail for a year and so if we make marijuana legal that's hundred and sixty thousand dollars per inmate per year that you're losing out on and then the other thing is something like 25 percent of the people in jail are in jail for drug charges and so if you decriminalize drugs then you're going to lose a quarter of the prison population which means that a lot of wardens are going to lose their job a lot of prisoners are going to lose their job because the biggest issue once you privatize and make a profit off of any type of industry you make a demand for that product so by privatizing privatizing prisons now there's a demand for prisoners so now you don't want to start making certain things illegal or legal if you will because you're going to start losing money and so yeah it's like okay no keep this shit illegal so we can lock these motherfuckers up because we need to keep making this money we gotta make it meet the quota and it's just like it's fucking insane but uh to go on with the story it says that uh and this is through al jazeera america put this article out and it says that um yeah the independent budget office found that in 2012 it cost the city 167 thousand dollars a year to hold a daily average of 12,287 inmates or about 460 dollars per inmate per day now if you compare that to harvard harvard cost about 38 thousand dollars annually or about 155 thousand dollars for a four-year degree so we are valuing putting people in jail more than fucking going to Harvard. And um, it was just breaking down how, um, yeah, for those inmates, more than 2000 were being held for drug offenses, surpassing the number of murderers or robbers. And the majority of the inmates, of course, are African-American looking around about 57 percent, followed by Hispanics at 33 percent, whites at 7 percent and Asians at 1 percent. You know, Asians don't break no laws. They may not be able to drive. I must say they're probably traffic violators. Yeah, <laughs> like lock that motherfucker up. But, uh, yeah, it's just fucking crazy. So, yeah, we're spending, uh, what is it, $1.8 billion a year on keeping these motherfuckers in jail. And it's just it's fucking insane. Don't make no goddamn sense. No sense. And um, speaking of other it shit, doesn't make dollars, if it make don't sense. make dollars, then it don't make sense. Nigga. But uh, speaking of other shit that don't fucking make sense, uh, the government shut down and is still shut down. And um, really? I, Life hasn't stopped, in my opinion. I, mean, I say fuck them. I saw. It's funny. I saw a meme, but um, I should say that there's a thousand memes out there. And maybe I should fact check memes, but I just see them and I take them as the gospel. If it's in a <laughs> meme, it must be true. Mm-hmm. And I saw a meme earlier today, and it said how the Congress, the gym, the Congress has their own gym. And even though there's a shutdown, it's still open for the Congress members. But meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of Head Start programs that they're shutting down because they're they're being paid for by the government. And so apparently keeping Congress members in shape is more important than our kids future, which doesn't. That sounds about right in America. (laughs) It sounds about right. That's what we do. 
one of the funniest memes actually I saw. Are you familiar with the movie Office Space? Yes. Do you remember there's a scene where those two guys, Michael and Michael, or some shit, the two dudes who go in there pretty much to do a review check on yeah. everybody's position. Yeah. Uh, and they ask, so what do you do here? The, the meme <laughs> said Congress, and they had the picture of those two guys. So what, what is it do? that you do here? Man. Because honestly, I said the world keeps on going, and the only real thing that I heard that shut down besides the Congress, which, mind you, they weren't doing shit anyway, and they'll fucking stay on the 22 filibuster arguing about goddamn Man. Obamacare and really get nowhere. The only thing that fucking really shut down were, like, national parks. And yeah. it was so hilarious because Arizona, and I've been here all my fucking life, never been to the Grand Canyon. Me neither. I would like to. <laughs> and what's so funny is that because that's the one thing that sh- shut down were national parks, yeah. it actually got more buzz and more yeah. tourists came because, oh, it's going to be shut down for most for a long time. It's going to be there forever unless yeah. they're going to fucking fill in the cracks of fucking <laughs> the Grand Canyon. It's going to be there. Yeah. You can still enjoy it. You can still see it. There's going to be motherfuckers with donkeys down there to take exactly. you up and down. I mean, if anything, it's going to generate more revenue and make people want more. Because once you say we can't have it, what happens? We want it. I know, and I saw a meme. I posted on uh, my Instagram page. Uh, follow me at Arizona Verse, and it shows uh, a pimp named Slickback from the <laughs> Boondocks, <laughs> and it says a pimp named Slickback understands Congress. Even when the block shut down, you bitches better have my money. Pimping is pimping America, and that is real fucking talk. I know. So uh, yeah, fuck them. I mean, whatever. It's, it's did you, did you just give a, a Tumblr shout out? Or no, Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Instagram. Because I, I gets down with the Instagram. I got my Instagram isn't as um, exciting as I think other people's. Like, you could tell that I'm a parent from my Instagram. Because <laughs> the majority of my pictures, oh, look at my babies. Look what they be doing. That's I, can, I can't wait to do that. Just shovel that shit on people's oh, stuff. Oh, look, look at my, my babies. My baby just took a shit. I'm going to do that, dude. I really am. <laughs> oh, look well, at them well, taking watch, a shit. Watch out when I get it. <laughs> So, uh, let's just be throwing shout outs real quick Tumblr, Instagram, uh, uh, tweet, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, at Soul Popple Everything. S O U L P A P O. We All get right, to t- I just had to say it. <laughs> so, uh, I got to talk a little conspiracy talk. And, um, because some other, since the last episode that we had, um, somebody, uh, chick tried to break into Capitol Hill. And um, she crashed her car into the gate and all this crazy shit and got fucking shot up and killed. And um, one thing that is interesting, and uh, I got to get my conspiracy talk, you have Aaron Alexis, who was the dude who shot up the Navy Yard. He claimed that the government was doing a low frequency attack on him. Then you have this Miriam Carey woman who believed Obama was electronically monitoring her. Now, my question is, have these are these two people batshit crazy or is this a conspiracy theorist wet dream? That is just very interesting to me because in me being black, of course, I have to defend my black people. <laughs> this is very <laughs> uncommon for Negroes to do shit like this. Like we shoot each other in the hood and different things like that. But we don't fuck with the government and we don't shoot we, up places. No, we don't do we that. We want to call the cops. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we don't even fuck with the cops. So it's just interesting that within a couple of weeks span... You had a black man shoot up a Navy Yard. You had a black woman try to bust up in the White House to get Obama. And both of them claimed that they were electronically being fucked with. I don't know. 
Yo, I don't know if we discussed this already, but isn't there technology that did that back in the seventies? Was it yes. back in the German back when Hitler? You was could done? go back to the nineteen seventies, and because uh, you know the government documents can only be held classified for so long, and it's the whole MK Ultra yes. mind control thing, and so it has been. Um, proven that back at least in the 70s as the records show the government was working on ways to control mind control people and so when i hear something like this i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if they were working on in the 70s that doesn't mean that they stopped doing it they could have and if they started doing it in the 70s the shit is more than likely perfected by now (laughs) they got this shit down and so it's just it's interesting certain things that people take on face value from the mainstream and then you know people hear the conspiracy theorists and they're like okay i don't want to hear that bullshit but it's just certain times where you just gotta wonder like it might be possible so i don't know it's just it's in and the my whole thing with defending black people is normally it is right wing conservative nutbags who do the shooting up of shit and all that this is just interesting that we got two african americans over the span of a month going back shit crazy while the government is also so mad at this goddamn black man and this obamacare and all this shit i don't know it just all of it aligns very oddly for me from an african-american perspective never has there been such controversy since the dc sniper <laughs> yo but, that dc sniper was fucking hilarious because all those african-americans when we heard about that dc sniper shit we was like goddamn white people always doing shit and then when it came out it was like it's a brother what <laughs> what i forget mean, I mean, what comedian said it and he's like no 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 that nigga was a nigga he was that was that was that was nigerian or something like that i don't even remember he don't count he don't count all black people look alike <laughs> that shit is fucking crazy but i don't know i just got to call conspiracy on that that's just i don't know it's just it's odd to me that that would happen and it's the same thing with um John Holmes. There's a lot of uh, conspiracy around him when he shot up the Aurora, the Colorado thing, because somebody I forgot who it was, but they pointed out how very interesting it is in the world of technology we live in with smartphones and and these camera phones and all that. How come there was no pictures of that guy when he got arrested? Right. Like, that shit happened, and then there was no pictures of him being taken to the squad car. There was none of that. No footage of any of that. And, of course, you know, you have, it was all this con- or all this commotion going on with the shoot-up and with all that. But anything else, you see footage of the fucking Sandy Hook thing. Right. Uh, you got at least that one picture of the people running and all that. There's always footage of something. There was no footage of the whole John Holmes thing. Then the motherfucker his own trial and his brain is all melted and that was all one of drugged up and scrambled so i mean and you know obviously that shit doesn't have this effects kind of like if you think and not to even say this is existent but yeah. think what was that little thingy on black uh, men in black? uh i know when you erase the mirror boom yeah after with so much if frequency can fucking make noise and vibrations that can shatter glass you can't say it's not gonna fuck with your mind or, you know what I'm saying, short some circuits out. Just how a magnet can fuck up your hard drive. Exactly. Mm. So, no, I just got a call conspiracy on that. It's very odd to me. But, um, uh, oh, we're only 90 minutes into the show. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. But, uh, where are we at? And I had, uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up before we get out of here. 
Have you heard that story about the guy that shot the guy on the train and no one was paying attention? <laughs> what? No. Welcome to America. So he uh, must have been trying to make a vine and got really pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Fucking. Um, I don't know when exactly this happened, but apparently a man drew a gun several times on a crowded San Francisco commuter oh, train with surveillance video showing him pointing it across the aisle without anyone noticing and then putting it back against his side several times. <laughs> now, you're really trying for that one. Y'all see me? No. You see me? No. Um, pay attention, please. Apparently, the other passengers were so absorbed in their phones and their tablets that they didn't notice the gunman until he randomly shot and killed a university student. Before that moment, footage showed the man pulled out the 45 caliber pistol and once wiped his nose while he was still holding the gun in his hand. Uh, these weren't concealed movements. The gun is very clear. District <laughs> District Attorney uh, George Gaskin said these people are in very close proximity with them and nobody sees this. They're just so engrossed texting and reading and whatnot that they they were completely oblivious to their surroundings. Now, we had a whole segment about this a couple episodes back about fuck your phone. Like, please get off your phone and pay attention to what's going on. Motherfuckers are dying now because of this shit. We ain't paying attention. Because we are not paying attention. Hello? Hello? No? No? Oh. Bam! Hello? This nigga had his gun out. Like, I... You gotta... I don't know. That's just... That's insane to me that you could be out in public just flash your gun and we're too busy on our fucking phones to pay attention. It's just... It's a sad day in the world. It's a sad fucking day. Yeah. yeah you know, it's it funny. Um, it's, it's kind of irrelevant. But I know the other day, I, I haven't been... Uh, I've, I've been in between jobs and whatnot. So what do you do? You kind of just fuck around and just hang out with friends. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was hanging out with some lady friends. And they wanted to... Vine is all the craze. And these bitches really want to be Vine yeah. famous. Anyway, so we're cruising around. And uh, I remember I was... Uh, we're just like, so we're just yelling. And I, had, I love yelling. It's therapeutic. <laughs> And I remember uh, this kid who was so stuck on his fucking phone. Here we are wearing Halloween outfits, you know, just kind of just to spook motherfuckers. Just, you ain't got nothing to do. Yeah. And uh, Aaron Bridges yelling, I'm like, hey! I'm like, back the fuck down. And I was just saying, I just, I, I don't know, I busted out with some kind of booyah kind of sort of thing. Yeah. And this kid damn near shit himself. And he had like this juggle <laughs> of holding on to the phone. Yeah, because he's, he's trying to catch his phone. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And as soon as like I see him catch the phone, then he looks around to figure out what the hell is going on. Because Lord forbid he would have dropped his phone. He could have been shot. This motherfucker was going, laying off the clip. Do, 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 do. But I got to make sure this phone, phone is safe. Because, yeah. And I just, that was like, I was like, that's so fucking sad. That's where we're at in America. And that, um... Reminds me of uh, this picture uh, going back to the Capitol Hill shooting. Have you seen this picture? I'm going to pass the phone over to you. Have you seen? Oh, oh, have you seen this picture? It's a picture that went viral during the Capitol Hill situation. Night. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for those that don't know, during the Capitol Hill shooting, the guy, what's the guy's Twitter <laughs> handle? Doug Mills. Or, yeah. Uh, Doug Mills NYT. Yeah, it's some journalist, and um, there was a picture, and it's during the Capitol Hill situation with Marion Carey, and as all that is going on, they're trying to figure out there's this 
cop that's on some type of like overpass and he's holding an assault rifle and he's looking over like surveilling the area and behind him there's a businessman that is walking who has his face he's just looking at his phone and you have a cop put a sniper rifle but you don't notice that because you can't get out of your fucking phone welcome to america land of the free home of the distracted god damn like <laughs> speaking of distracted look at that phone on tumblr true yo fucking for anybody who uh fucks with or don't fucks with jimmy kimmel uh hilarious. hilarious he fucking had um he does this segment called like mean tweets or something yeah, like yeah. that yes and so he'll have celebrities come in and read some of the fucked up shit people say to them on twitter and if it is not the greatest <laughs> fucking thing on earth the recent one they had celebrities need to hear this shit yes yes and um he had some celebrities come on and read some of their tweets and like kesha was on there and somebody added her and was like kesha looks like a crack whore True. which she does yeah. They had uh, Big Sean, and they said Big Sean more like Big Fucking Douchebag. They had uh, Brad. From <laughs> they had uh, Brad Paisley, and uh, somebody was like, I would listen to Brad Paisley's music, but I don't drive a pickup and I don't have sets with my sister. And then the <laughs> and then the last one they had was fucking. Uh, they this had one's true, <laughs> and this one's so true. It had two chains reading it. It says two uh, looks like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> dot 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 hashtag true. <laughs> <laughs> that and ever since I've seen that, yo, that motherfucker does look like Whoopi Goldberg. Like that fucked the game up for me. That shit is fucking crazy. And actually wasn't on the show notes but uh the show isn't quite long enough for me i like these two hour episodes that we have so uh before we go into our dedications real quick uh fucking kanye west and jimmy kimmel's beef we didn't talk about it the okay. last episode yeah. so uh and i'm glad we waited because well, i mean it's a developing story yeah um and i don't know if you want to take it on but uh was it the was it bbc the, the publication over there yeah and then uh, he was just it was an actual like it was a legitimate interview um and and we both we both love kanye west motherfucker yes. he's a creative genius he's a genius he says it himself self-proclaimed <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh, he just he really went off the fucking Richters and I'm not yeah. too sure what happens mind you where they cut and paste these things you yeah. don't know what the fuck they actually asked him what they did to gas him up yeah. I mean and it's not like he needs any fucking ego inflation anyway because he is, he is his own hype man um, but there are some choice words that, that he had mm. said and Jimmy Kimball you know obviously seen how ridiculous it was yeah uh, it re had some little kids reenacted scene yeah. the, and it was really to, to Jimmy Kimball's like um his, to his um to his regard to to his defense yeah it was like straight quotes that that he yeah. that he took it from the thing mind you yeah. it was mushed in together yeah he took kanye words and had a child reenact what kanye was saying so it wasn't that it was anything fallacious or anything they made up it was exactly what kanye said 
And and even then, like, was well, that was ironic to the fact that he is like a big kid. Yeah, Kanye's a big kid. Yeah, who just says the fuck he feels. Yeah. he's honest. He says it real raw, not giving a fuck what you feel yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. And that was the most perfect reflection yeah. of that. Now, did you watch or did you get to see when Kanye came on the Jimmy Kimmel show and they talked about it? Wait, first talk about oh, the go tweets. Ahead, go ahead. Talk, talk, talk about the tweets. Yeah, that actually, happened. Do you have oh, those tweets? fuck, I had it saved on my phone. Let me see if I still have it in here. Well, pretty much, they were going back and forth on Twitter, and you know, uh, Kanye, you know, talking shit about the whole thing. You know, was talking shit about Kimmel. I said, mind you, you don't know. There's so much to say. It's hard to fit it within 140 characters. So there's, yes. there's a lot of broken. And broken sentences in there and uh but jimmy kimmel obviously being a fan obviously being a follower you know it's you know it's going back to it and he's actually adding at kanye west so he can make sure that kanye sees him yeah jimmy kimmel knowing damn well that kanye's upset about it he's gonna see the tweets regardless but i, I laugh because at one of the tweets he goes kanye can you make sure you put at jimmy kimmel so that, you know, <laughs> i guess for the shout out or the fact that he can make sure he doesn't miss, miss a tweet and uh oh, i think i oh, fucking google I had it up and it just did something else. When it's hard to get it up. <laughs> I swear this never happens. I, sw- I, sw- I swear this ne- this has never happened to me before. <laughs> Fucking, I just keep getting Jimmy Kimmel's shit. But um, anyway, yeah, Kanye went off on him and was uh, talking shit about him and uh, made accusations that Jimmy Kimmel and Ben Affleck been fucked before and I love the hashtags on there it was like hashtag no disrespect to Ben Affleck hashtag, uh, hashtag all disrespect to Jimmy Kimmel well, and, and the reason for it too and I'm not sure if he caught the reference I, I'm, a, I'm a Jimmy Kimmel fan yeah. and he used to be married to, to, um, to Sarah Silverman yes. who's just a bad daddy um, man 70s Bush and all she's still a hottie <laughs> and um, there was a um, there was a song called I'm Fucking Matt Damon that she had sung. Ah, I didn't know <laughs> that. I'm Fucking Matt Damon. Ah, that makes sense. And it was, it was a, and mind you, it premiered, it showcased, it was made for the Jimmy Kimmel show, but it was to show that. Okay. And mind you, I mean, she's hot, so I mean, she could have been fucking around, but, but yeah. it was meant to just, it was, it was a skit for the fucking show. Okay. So, fucking Kanye being hurt because, you know, he assumed that they were close, that they were friends, because later on when they did the show together, he admitted how they had met personally, they yeah. were at a mutual friend's uh, wedding or whatever, um, which hopefully we'll, we'll talk about more right now once we get to that. Um, yeah, he was like, he's like, motherfucker, I just talked to you five minutes ago, you weren't saying this shit on the phone. Yeah. Like, he, was, he was hurt. Yeah. And I will say, because um, I watched... Uh, the interview when uh, cause I can't find the fucking tweet to keep bringing up all the just what Jimmy Kimmel was saying or said but uh so they had their Twitter beef and all that and then um Jimmy Kimmel had Kanye come on the show which a lot of people automatically was like oh well this is a publicity stunt then and I don't think it was a publicity stunt all for the strength of there was nothing to sell anytime there's a publicity stunt it's because something is coming up now if this happened as Kanye was prepping to get ready to sell an album I would have been like oh yeah but there's nothing there's no financial benefit to it so I doubt there was a publicity stunt but um Kanye came on to Jimmy Kimmel and I must say that before Kanye came on I was on Jimmy Kimmel's side I was like Kanye is tripping he got too emotional but after hearing Kanye's take of why he got so upset I get what he was saying Kanye's point of it was that he had 
did that BBC interview and he like he said he's one of the few celebrities who doesn't bite his tongue however I feel at that moment is I'm going to say what I feel at that moment and he was saying how the great majority of celebrities are all about protecting a brand and towing the line this is what we're supposed to say so this is what I'm going to say and um, he was like you know it was one of the um, few real honest takes on media in the world today and he was like for Jimmy Kimmel to take that and make fun of it you know kind of fucked him up and like he was saying him and Kimmel know each other like they well, he considers Kimmel a friend in some sense of it and Kanye was like you know I got these US today and all these other tabloids who talk shit about me and make fun of me all the damn time and whatever I don't know those people but he was like it hit him harder when it was someone that he knew that kind of made fun of him and so he said that's the reason why he got so upset about it and he said he took out his anger against everybody on just jimmy kimmel and um it, it took a lot to say that that's kind yeah of, that, that takes a lot of nerve yeah cool. and i give it to kanye because like i i guess because i never listened to the bbc interview i just saw the clips that were out but i do get what he was saying his whole rant with the bbc thing he was saying that he was he's been trying since 2006 to break into the fashion world but he was like essentially he was like racism isn't the issue anymore it's classism and he was like me as a hip-hop artist they won't take me serious in the fashion world and then he kind of parlayed that to. I'm, I'm positive. Oh, no, go ahead. Just because I love the lineup of Yeezus, he goes, they weren't happy unless they picked the cop myself. Yes. And that's essentially, it was his BBC rant was this uh, extension of the new slaves and the, the black skinhead songs. It was an extension of what he was talking about on those records of not being accepted. And um, he was saying he even uh, used his girl as a reference. He was saying that, um, I guess, uh, the walk of, what is it, the walk of fame in Hollywood with the red stars on the ground the walk of fame i think that's yeah. the name of it um apparently that committee hollywood star whatever the hollywood stars walk of fame wherever you get that concrete with your fucking name in the goddamn yes song. apparently that committee talked to kim kardashian and told her that they wouldn't give her a star on the hollywood stars walk of fame thing and i get what kanye was saying he was saying that kim kardashian is super famous and her fame after the set tape, her fame uh, has uh, been elevated through her reality TV show, but the Hollywood Walk of Fame won't recognize her as a star because it was off of a reality show. And Kanye was like, you know, they're not being progressive in the way they're thinking. They're still thinking like, well, you're not a big movie star or a big musician, so we can't, you know, fuck with you. Like you're below us because you're a reality star. And Kanye was saying that he's having that same issue in the fashion world where he's bringing designs to people. People, but they're like well you're a rapper we don't really want to fuck with you because you're on a lower level and then so Kanye was like then he tried to start his own brand of shit but then designers wouldn't come fuck with him because it's like well you're a rapper I don't want to work under you because that makes me look bad and he was like the whole issue is like classism now and he was like that's the reason why people go out and buy $10,000 bags so they can have the bag on their shoulder and be like I'm better than you because I have this $10,000 bag and so he was like it's a classism situation and so he was saying he gets upset because uh he's not accepted in certain uh circles because of that and so therefore um 
you know, he kind of shot back at the media for that. And then him trying to be honest and real, someone turned him into looking like a child for complaining. And then the one thing I love when the thing first started was uh, Jimmy Kimmel was like, I must admit that I didn't watch the whole thing. I just, uh, you know, we made the comedy skit based off of the video clips that were on the internet. And Kanye was like, yeah, I could tell. Like I could tell you didn't pay attention. And that's the reason why you turned into a fucking joke. Cause you didn't watch what I had to say. You just saw those clips and was like, Oh, Kanye's ranting again and so but see but Kanye should understand too that he is a comedian this is a comedy late night show and I mean and obviously he should know from the Kim Kardashian thing is there no there's no bad there's no such thing as bad publicity people are gonna look at you people are gonna wonder who the fuck are you for the people that don't know who the fuck you are and they see this skit well they're they're gonna wonder who who, who is Jimmy making fun of yeah who is this guy let's look him up oh I just google oh he makes music oh he does fashion yeah it's publicity and Jimmy Kimmel put it best he uh, being honest with Kanye he was like you know a lot of people consider you a jerk and he was like you gotta honestly say you're the biggest person at fault with this like you come off as a jerk at times and that's the reason why it's kind of so easy to make fun of you because of just how you are but it's interesting too because I saw another uh, clip on the internet of Kanye in France I believe and uh, the whole big joke with Kanye is he's always getting in fights with paparazzi and oh he's such a big child because he's always complaining about the paparazzi following him and he smashed his cameras and all that and there was a video circling on the internet where um, some paparazzi ran into some shit is it that one he's with Kim well no no not even that one it was a new one where he was in France and he got out the car and uh, it was the paparazzi people were there and he was being nice and polite to him and um he had just asked them uh, if they could, you know, let him get to where he was going and all that. And he was being nice and friendly and talking to the people and all that. And he was saying how he respects the French paparazzi because they're not like the Americans. The American paparazzi, they're going to get in your face. They're going to uh, try to say shit to get sound bites. They're going to try to uh, ignite a, a reaction out of, out of you so that they could be like, oh, you see how he is? Did you see the shit with uh, Nicole Kidman and the paparazzi guy that knocked her down? <laughs> Whoa. It was all over TMZ. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Nicole Kidman was going into some type of restaurant and there was a paparazzi guy that was on a bike and he was going as fast as he can to try to catch up. And he went to try to slow down, but he was going so fast that he hit her and knocked her off of her feet trying to get a picture of her if i was a celebrity i would i would have whooped his ass like you're so fucking trying so hard to get a picture of me that you're knocking me down on the and like that's just fucking rude and you know once again you know we talk about oh rich people and the rich woes and all that but fuck that i'd be mad as shit if i was walking down the street and somebody was so amped of trying to get a picture of me that they're knocking me down with fucking bikes and shit and like Kanye says people trying to hop over his fence to take pictures of his kids and all that and like that's a tough fucking situation regardless of if you're rich middle class or poor like to have people all in your shit like that is a motherfucker so I don't know I I, I ride with Kanye I get where he's coming from with all that shit so well Lord knows I'm a big ass fan of Kanye Uh, but one thing I will say the one thing I will call bullshit on in that in that uh, Jimmy Kimmel thing besides his getting the big old round of applause when he got in deep for a second was when he had said he's like I've never done a promotional stunt in my life first of all Kanye that's bullshit because when (laughs) I want to say 2000 not 2003 2006 
I forgot what album it was where it, I don't know if it was 808, yeah. but him and 50 both released on the same day. Oh, graduation. No, it wasn't graduation. It was after graduation, wasn't it? No, it should have been because it was graduation and Curtis that yes. came out at the same time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then they had the big old thing where 50, well, my joke, I guess that was 50's doing then. Yeah. Well, maybe, right, maybe I could, oh, shit, I already got it back out of Because <laughs> 50 was the one talking shit saying, I'm going to retire from rap if Kanye outsells me. Yeah. And, but then he had played off of it too. And it might yeah. Just, I don't know. So it, it was a publicity stunt. It may not have been his idea, but he was still part of a of a publicity stunt but i will say that a lot of the things that kanye has gotten um acknowledged for like the taylor swift thing that wasn't a publicity stunt that nigga was drunk that day and he, <laughs> he was on one yeah he was on one he was turned up when he got on stage and even like the george bush doesn't like black people like that wasn't a publicity stunt he just said like and that's the one reason why i really like kanye because he's going to say what's on his mind at that moment you may not like it but he's going to speak his mind and this is controversial but kanye in my opinion is this generation's tupac that's what Pac used to always do Pac was notorious for he couldn't bite his fucking tongue and he'd get over emotional and spit at the camera and say a whole bunch of wild shit but or he was Pac was associated with gangsterism so when he did it it was okay and oh that's some tough gangster shit but Kanye being soft when he does it it comes off that he's over emotional and he's a bitch and all that but Kanye is doing the same shit that Pac was doing during those days except he doesn't have a fucking uh he doesn't uh, have death row backing him I was gonna say he <laughs> didn't have a sodomy charge on his ass but uh <laughs> but uh fuck yeah mm-hmm. before uh I guess that's it before we get out of here dedication so what i was gonna say because the dedication that i put on here was one that we had for the last episode so i almost do it again i don't want to double hype the bitch no we well, double hype the bitch okay and she better follow me after this <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah we'll start with uh soul popo's dedication and uh you dedicate this episode to uh rihanna kanda um you can i started i don't know how the fuck i found her but um i've been following her on instagram so at r-i-a-n-n-a-c-o-n-d-a i'm not too sure what the fuck she does i guess she's a (laughs) go-go dancer did she click on the link that i sent you uh, so you, fact, no, you I forgot to. I'm glad you just reminded me. Go, go to the show notes. I put a. I, I finally figured. I don't know what it was. I was just on the computer one day, and I'm like, you know what? Let me look this bitch up because yeah. I was going to the show notes, and even though I have the notes on, I have the I have the or the app on the phone. I was like, I, I was like, fuck, let me go to Chrome, and um, and I don't know if I should put the link on our fan book on our on our Facebook. Should I do that? Yeah, you can put it on Facebook. Yeah? Okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> doobies and boobies. Yes. I love it already. And uh, she, I want to say she's a bit artsy. One of the reasons why I have her on um, as my dedication is because not only is she widita, but she has a multi. She's just multi everything. Yeah. Did you delete the picture I put on this motherfucker? Or did you try to fix it? No, it's something through Evernote with the mm. sizing. If the picture is too big, it does that okay. break or whatever. And well, pretty much, like I said, she has just different styles. She can be. Oh, you're gonna. I'm gonna try to post the link on it, but for those, yeah, if you want to see that, should I post the link? Because it, it gets kind of. It, it gets somewhere, and mind you, if, yeah. if it if it wasn't legal, it wouldn't be on YouTube. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess it should be legit. I'll, I'll put that on our fan page. 
that's cool. I'm with it. Um, and it's a slow build. Not only do I love the cover of the song because it, it's a it's a pretty famous song. Yeah. Um, it's she just she just this is a bad bitch. Yeah. Really bad. And like I said, she, she I don't oh God, I gotta look at the picture so I can exactly say. Um, Yeah, and I'm watching the video. She's doing a, uh, I guess you could call it a performance art piece. I'm not sure where exactly she's at, but uh, she's doing some interpretive dance, and she just put the doobie out, put oh, the yeah. doobie out. It was a, and mind you, me. Oh, she looked like she got a joint on her. I'm both a doobie and a booby enthusiast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the picture that I'm going to post on Instagram, just to shout her out, hopefully yeah. she takes a, a peek at the link. And I'm not too sure whether to post this picture once we have the podcast going because i want her to be able to actually we can do that show. yeah wait until the show's actually so up the show to actually show you a picture of this girl i mean by the time you hear this hopefully y'all can check out the instagram but in one picture she looks very uh hipstery with these with these like john lennon-esque sort of sunglasses another one she looks like an emo dark virgin mary yeah another one, she looks like a just a straight up goth Another one she looks like a like a, a cute little uh, rainbow lesbian. And, and then in the, in the middle picture she looks like a sweet little wholesome girl, like really like a round the way sweetie pie. And she and has tattoos and pale skin. Which the, the tattoos I, I'm either for or I'm I'm, I'm whatever about, but the pale skin. <laughs> but in the other picture she's straight up in stripper status. So I mean she's just she just all she just all out and about. And uh, like I say, it's a slow build, yo. That bit is a slow build, but it gets to some beautifulness. Oh, oh, you you about to miss it? Go back. Oh, oh, you sorry, focus on that. I'm, I'm gonna put the shit on the. On the, on the <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, but yeah, she's just uh, she's just a bad Betty. I don't know if I should. Just keep no, this is pretty close to not safe for work. It's really on that borderline, but I'm not mad. All I will say is. Um, pasties go a long way yes sir and i guess that's what allows for uh for shit to be x-rated it's, 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 a, it's a crazy thing but yeah she is my um my dedication and i get really upset i get i guess you could say i do get i, I do get social media butt hurt if someone doesn't follow me <laughs> doesn't follow back and then i notice in my numbers imagine you know what i'm saying you yeah yeah like that i'm like people keep adding me but my numbers ain't going any higher. <laughs> it's going even lower. And I'm like, fuck all y'all. And, and, and then I, I recently made my shit private to yeah. my own little reasons. And yeah. I'm noticing, like, like y'all don't follow me. I hope y'all know my shit. It's private. Y'all ain't going to see what I'm doing. You ain't going to see that. You can't stalk me, motherfucker. Yeah, so talking shit. And, and mind you, and, and part of it, I want to be open so people can see. Because on the real, yeah. I got, you know, well, not that I ain't got nothing to hide. But, yeah. you know, like, I, I do want those who, if y'all want to stalk me, like, by all means. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want y'all to see shit. And I stalk back. Yes, I stalk back. And, and <laughs> mind you, and one should be smart enough to not show. I mean, as far as how I do it, I'm going to show you are going to see what I want you to see. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Exactly. And I don't know. But people shouldn't really be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going off of everything. But yeah, <laughs> Rihanna Conda, at Rihanna Conda. And uh, yeah. bitch, you better follow me and know uh -huh. that I'm giving you dedication. I'm showing love. I think you bad. <laughs> what now? So I guess I don't know if you want to finish watching the video, but as you can see, yeah. it's, uh, it's going somewhere. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna finish checking it out. Uh, but first, let me do my dedication real quick. Okay. And uh, Arizona Verse, I dedicate this episode to Sandra J.K. Pagan, who is a nude model and photographer. Um, that uh, we're Facebook friends. We've been I've been following her 
fuck, uh, fucking with her for quite a while and um i came across her on tumblr because she has a nude self project excuse me which is not safe for work so let me just warn you guys check this from your uh, mobile phones don't do this on your company line and it's uh my nude and uh, she sent in a bio and um, it says uh, for over a decade Sandra J.K. Pagan Sugar Hips Labu a self-new portress has narrated her life uh, her life journey through her photography her image depicts her vulnerability her evolving sensuality and the rich texture of a passionate life Sandra is a full time professional photographer her art photography gained an online following of exuberant fans uh, via Twitter and Tumblr when she is not photographer um, when she is not photographer in her personal art projects she works as a concert photographer advises other photographers and collaborates with local artists and um i love this picture of her that i put in the show notes i'm gonna hit y'all with it we'll probably post it on uh facebook she's uh completely tatted up and um she does <laughs> uh, her, her skin is impel enough for, yeah. for mr poppo but uh i fucks with her because uh i really do like her uh my new self project that she has on uh tumblr because it is nudity she uh keeps that 70s bush popping which i'm not mad at her i'm not mad at all as long as it don't got lint in it <laughs> but I, I fucks with it because uh she does the you know nudity and all that but she does it from artistic standpoint and so it's like it's nude and there's some vagina shots in there too but it's from a very classy artistic standpoint and so it's dope you know because you know i i fucks with the tumbler and you got a lot of bitches who just kind of throw the titties out there throw the ass out there and i mean we've seen it we i've discussed about how much i hate twerking videos because it's nothing artistic or new about it everybody's doing the same thing and um so i fucks with her she's uh doing it from artistic standpoint she does a lot of photography because like i said i'm facebook friends with her and so anytime she does a new concert i get to see all the photos and all that and um she's a downright cool chick so check out the tumblr check out uh on our website ibhmpodcast.weebly.com under our episodes page we'll post the pictures and links to their site and once again fuck with these people like you fuck with us yes sir so uh i guess on that note we'll uh go ahead and wrap it up uh once again our email is i'm black he's mexican at gmail.com questions comments topics uh you want to talk to us about uh musicians producers you want your music featured email us you can find us on the web at the following sites facebook twitter youtube tumblr wordpress myspace soundcloud podomatic just add ibhm podcast in the appropriate spot you can find us on stitcher and itunes just search i'm black he's mexican and if you're on itunes leave us five star reviews that'll really help to get the show out there get the show going and let people notice us because we're trying to be noticed because we need attention we're attention whores i am a home i will admit it i will say it and i will speak with it lips if y'all motherfuckers just like all shit for once yes sir and uh if you don't feel like doing all of that simply head over to the website ibhmpodcast.weebly.com where you can find all of the links there uh, once again, if you want to hit me up, my main source of social media fuckery is Tumblr, and you can find that at a different state of black.tumblr.com. And if you want to holler at Dick Popper, once again, hit that IG. 
Instagram at Soulpapo, S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O. Really, any social media sort of thing that you fuck with, whether it be yeah. Snapchat, whatever. Yeah. At Soulpapo, you want to send me yeah. some nudes? At Soulpapo. Mm. Want to look at my, my my Christian Twitter feed? Mm. At Soulpapo. All of it, at Soulpapo. And uh, mm. that goes for Tumblr, too. So I fuck with Tumblr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I was going to say, and I know oh, you don't want to say, and I'll let you whoa, whoa, whoa. say that we can give a shout out to your people, the, the other podcasts you follow, about that if you, if you give five stars, oh, you can yeah. talk some shit. I think that's a good idea. Ain't yeah. no problem with using that. So Shouts out to the black guy who tips. I, I shows love. I shows love. But um, yeah, however you feel about this show, if you hate this show, and you want to talk some shit, leave a five-star review and talk all the shit you want to, and we will still read it on the show we'll give you a shout out and be like um, yes, Mr. Chokes on Dicks hates leave a five star review and tell me how much you like Tyler Perry movies and as much as I will not agree with your dumb ass I will read it live on the show yes sir that's not incentive I don't know what the fuck <laughs> so on that note pound uh, Ooh, got my, got gotta, uh, gotta put it in there Got throw the cuts in. No, with the fucking all the little flat. I gotta bounce it out with some. Uh, throw them cuts in there. Uh, uh. So on. Little head stick better. You dig? So on that note. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. One.
much fun. Woo, this party's awesome. Oh. Sure it is. And so much so you gon' sit up on your phone and gossip about who did what and what they did and who in love and who been friends and who hate who and who say when and who got fired and who just This shit is whack. My phone is off. I'm getting crunk. I'm living life. Life in a fucking ball. We getting drunk. See, we got fat bitches and skinny bitches and medium bitches and thick bitches and most of the world won't see it. Fuck it. I'm a twit picket. Go fuck your phone, go, 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 go.